0: The longest psalm in the Bible is Psalm 119. It has been called the Psalm of the Scriptures because it concentrates on one thing, the amazing sufficiency of God's Word for our lives. Open to Psalm 119 today and open your heart to the Lord as we join Scott Pauly in this study. It is our prayer that through God's truth you will find all you need. There is
1: both a positive and a negative side to obedience. I mean by that, that in Scripture, there are the thou shalts and the thou shalt nots. And uh, let's just be real for a moment. Our rebel hearts don't like either one of them. We want to do what we want to do, and we don't want anybody else to tell us what to do. But if you want to know God's best, if you want to live in God's blessing, then you, you must be willing to be an obedient Christian. That's really the, the heart of Psalm 119. Here we are in the heart of the Bible, in Psalm 119, and God uses it like a dagger, or should I use the, the Bible analogy, like a sword to cut right to the heart of the matter. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with a whole heart, They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Do you hear the positive and the negative? On one side, we're not to be defiled. We're not to to do iniquity. In fact, God's very explicit. Do no iniquity. Does your Bible say no? Psalm 119, verse 3. This is God's intent. No iniquity. That doesn't mean you're going to be sinless until you get your your, um, glorified body someday and see Jesus face to face, but it does mean you should sin less and less. Uh, that's what First John teaches us. Uh, God doesn't want us to sin. If we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, but God's intent, God's heart, is that we we be so uh, near to him and walk in such holiness in the presence of God that we don't make room for sin. Why is it we make room for sin? Why is it we excuse it? We we give it a corner of our lives and we say, well, the Lord has most of this. <laughs> he doesn't want most of you. He wants all of you. Paul said, make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Do no iniquity is what Psalm 119 verse 3 says. And this is deeply convicting to me, deeply convicting. And the same Psalm, Psalm 119, listen to verse 133. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Any, not one. I wonder, is there some sin in your life that is conquering you? Something that is ruling over you and ruling in you in the place that Christ should be ruling? What's taken the place only Jesus should have in your life? The besetting sins of our life are the things we run to when we should be running to Jesus. Where do you run for rest, for release, for relief? Where do you run when you're tired, when you're wounded, when you're discouraged? Because the Lord always intended that that would be Him. And when we run anything else, no matter what it is, then it becomes the thing that begins to have dominion over us. Nothing should control you but Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 14 says, Let not sin have dominion over you. Uh, how do you do that? you got to live in the Word of God. Remember, the whole psalm is about obeying the Word. Only the Word of God can can help you walk in liberty, can help you be free. Go back a few pages in your Bible. You're in the Psalms. Go back to Psalm 19. I'll point this out to you further in our study. But Psalm 119 and Psalm 19 have a lot of parallels. And Here's one. Remember, Psalm 119, no iniquity. Let's not let any iniquity have dominion over us. Listen to Psalm 19, verse 13. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Do you hear that word dominion? There are dominating sins in all of our lives. They have dominion over us. They rule over us in the place that only King Jesus should have. There's actually a progression, or might I say a digression of sins here. It begins with presumptuous sins. It continues with sins of dominion, and it ends with the great transgression. If you don't want to have the great transgression in your life that brings awful reproach to Jesus' name, that brings such destruction, then don't let any sin have dominion over you. And if you don't want some sin to have dominion over you, don't make room for presumptuous sins. Don't presume on God. Don't say, well, I excuse that. It's not, it's not awful. It's not the worst thing. No, deal with your sin and deal with it thoroughly. Hear the words again, Psalm 119, verse 3. They also do no iniquity. That's why when David prayed after his sin of Bathsheba, after his murder and his lies, he prays in Psalm 51, verse 2, wash me throughly from mine iniquity. You hear that word throughly? Through and through, every part. Lord, get all the sin out of me. Don't Don't let anything stay. Don't let anything remain in my life that should not be there. I wonder, is the Holy Spirit putting his finger on anything in your life right now that shouldn't be there? Something that needs to go? Listen to Ephesians 5, verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Not once even named among you. Let nobody say that is true of you. Uh, the fault here in Ephesians 5, verse 3, not even a hint of it. I wonder, is there a hint of uncleanness in us? A hint of disobedience in us? If you want the blessing, then you're going to have to deal with that sin in your life and let the Lord be thorough with you. But then, let's flip it around. What's the other side of the coin? Not only does he deal with the negative, what we're we're not to do, what we have to confess, what we must forsake, what needs to go, but then he deals with the positive. Did you hear it? They walk in the law of the Lord. They keep his testimonies. They walk in his ways. I said to you already that the blessing begins when we deal with our sin, so let's add this to it. The blessing begins when we do what he says. So it's not just uh, there's certain things I'm going to stop, certain things I'm going to refrain from. Uh, You can't live in a vacuum. No, something has replaced that in your life. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give myself to obeying what God wants me to do. I'm going to put the right things into my life. I love the fact that he uses this word walk. It is a most basic thing. It's something we all can understand because we all uh, do it every day. Look, when you get out of bed in the morning, do you take one step and say, well, I got that done for the day, and then go back to bed? There probably are mornings like that, but you can't do that. No, you take one step, then you take the next and the next and the next. It's a picture of the Christian life. You find it repeated through the New Testament. Walk in love. Walk in walk in the grace of God. Uh, all these walks are found through Scripture. Why? Because that's what the Christian life is. It's a journey. It's a walk. One Step at a time. And so what are we to do? We're to know God's word, and we're to keep God's word. We're to live in the book. Uh, We literally are to to make progress in our obedience with the Lord. That's what walking is. It's progress. It's moving from where you are to where God wants you to be. And the Lord says, let's get all the sin out. Let's confess it and forsake it. Uh, Let's say no to iniquity, no iniquity. And then, by God's grace, let's walk in his ways. You know what this is? This is the blessing of obedience. Oh, I want that blessing, don't you? Sin brings the curse. Obedience to God and God's way always brings the blessing. I'd like to pray for you today as we conclude our our study for today. While I pray, would you pray? Don't listen to me talk to God. You talk to God. Let's all pray together. Would you confess your sin to God? And would you commit yourself afresh anew this day to walk in God's way? Oh, Lord, we want the blessing. And we know we can't have the blessing any way but your way. There's no substitute for it and no shortcut to it. And so I pray today, may all of us be thoroughly right with God. May we obey what you teach us in your word. And may we know your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
0: All you need is found in the Word of God. As you learn it and apply it, you will come to know the God of the Word more and more. Our prayer today is that you will grow in your understanding of Scripture and your love for the one who gave it. You may find additional resources for Bible study at our online home. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org today. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for your prayers, support, and thanks for sharing the Enjoying the Journey studies with others.